And then one night, Wednesday night, show up to church, we find out that he's resigned. So 16 years, no goodbye, no nothing, no warning. He resigned. We found out that he was living a different life to what he said he was. In that moment, I decided that is not the type of man I'm going to be. I refuse to be like that. And unfortunately, we have too many people who can be heroes, but are falling in the area of integrity. What will keep the church relevant, especially in these last days, is being men and women of integrity. So I'm going to preach a sermon tonight. I hope that challenges you. And it's a call tonight. A bit of a different sermon. It's definitely straight to you. If you're wondering, is pastor preaching to me? Yes. So let's just sort that out now. No, I'm preaching to the Japanese church next door. No, of course I'm preaching to you. And this sermon is entitled, A Call to Heroes. My calling tonight to you is that you would be a hero for someone. That you will stick by the stuff. That you'll be a person of integrity. Bible says, very short proverb. Proverbs 28, verse 6. It says, better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Better is the poor who walks in integrity than one perverse in his ways or wicked in his ways, though he be rich. Amen. Let's pray before we start. God, we come humbly before your throne, Lord. And God, we know from the revelation this morning, God, that we are weak people. And we can't do anything by ourselves, but we are totally dependent on you. God, I'm totally dependent on you to move tonight, to make this calling relevant. I want you to touch every heart tonight. Raise up men and women to be heroes in this final generation, God, before you return very quickly, Lord. God, raise up men and women of integrity that will have right character, that will do the right thing at the right moment for the right reasons, and that we will love you forever, God, that we'll be loyal to your plans and your purposes, God. Regardless of the past, God, from this moment forward, let us be loyal to your kingdom. We thank you for what you're going to do through the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody says, Amen. I have four quick questions. Number one, tonight, what is integrity? Um, we live in a world that focuses on image and what people see when they see them. They're, what people look at them, what they feel, uh, what others think about them. So we, we focus on what people think and we focus on our feelings. These are the two bases on how we view, view life. And many people make decisions based on how this will make me look or how I look in this, this, this situation or what do I feel in this situation. And that's, that's a problem when we think too much about what others think about us and our feelings rather than the truth. And we live in a very outwardly focused world, a very superficial world, a very shallow world. Have you ever met someone that you thought was deeper but was actually shallow? And that's the world we live in. People are getting shallower and shallower and shallower. And there's, there's like no more water in the pool. And yes, we should care about what others think about us. I'm not saying, oh, I don't care about anyone. We, we should care. But we should care more about what God thinks about us. You say amen? And for three reasons why we should be more concerned about our heart rather than what people think about us or our reputation. Number one, what people think isn't the truth. It's simply just what they think. And we have all thought wrong. We've all thought this person's an idiot but they turned out to be all right, eh? We've all thought, this person's all right. They turned out to be not so all right, right? <laughs> the real you isn't what other people think because we can have a reputation. And again, in one of the, 
in Revelation, Revelation, we just read Revelation, right? So that's why I'm getting a lot of these. In the, uh, one of the churches, it says, you have a reputation that you're alive. Jesus says, but you're dead. So it doesn't matter what our reputation is. What matters is what we are on the inside. So number one, the reason we should be concerned about our inside is what people think isn't the truth. Number two, the second reason we should be concerned about our inside is that God doesn't care about our outside. He cares about our inside. And He looks at our inside. 1 Samuel 16, 7, we know this scripture, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. The Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And this is what God's view of our life is not, not how you look here in church today. We have the most good looking church in, in all of Auckland. I guarantee it. you all look beautiful. But God's not really concerned about how you came to church dressed. God's more concerned about how your heart's dressed and what your heart looks like, our heart looks like. Pastor Walsh's uh, son, David, not Josh, he was supposed to come another one, David. Uh, this is before he was a pastor. He's new in the church. He invited some friends to church. That girl actually became his wife. And he said to his, that girl, Sam, he said, Pastor Mitchell was preaching that night. He was going through to Perth on a Wednesday night. And he said, Pastor Mitchell's so spiritual that if he looks at you, he can see everything that you've ever done. Right? As a joke. But she thought it was true. So she came to church, her and a friend, her and Maz, and they sat at the back and they hid behind the person like that was there. So Pastor Mitchell never looked at them in the eye because they were so scared about Pastor Mitchell seeing all the bad things that they've ever done. Obviously, Pastor Mitchell doesn't have that, that vision or can't do that. But I tell you who can do that, God. And hiding behind the person in front of you doesn't really work because <laughs> he has 360 vision and he is everywhere. So God doesn't look outwardly, looks inwardly. And the third reason why we should be more concerned about our inside is we won't give an account of our outward appearance, but of our inward appearance. This world is going down very quick. And very soon all of us are going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. Mark 8, 36. What would a profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his own soul. You won outwardly. You did everything. You got it. You got it. You did everything that you ever wanted. You got it. But if you lose your soul, you, you lost. You, you didn't win in life. You, you failed. Hebrews 9.27 is appointed once for a man to die, but after this, the judgment. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one of us may receive the things done in the body according to the things he have done, whether good or bad. We must all go before their Christian or non-Christian believer, non-believer, we all must stand before him. So let's look at integrity. So what does integrity mean? Integrity is the quality of being honest, having strong moral principles to be whole. And I'll get into this more, but the first mention is always powerful. And the first mention of integrity is in Genesis 6-9. And it says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person that word blameless there is actually the word man with integrity living on the earth at the time he walked in close fellowship with god it gives us a deeper meaning every time you see the first mention of a word and this first mention here describes noah it says noah didn't do what the world did he chose to please god and he focused on god's plan and that's what integrity is all about that you don't follow the crowd or what other people are doing but you follow what god has called you to do that you're a man or a woman of integrity. That you're close with God. That you fellowship with God. The second mention is by another man that you might, know, might have heard of. His name is Abraham. Anyone heard of him? 
So these two powerful, the two first times integrity is mentioned are the two great men of God. Genesis 17, 1, and Abraham was 99 years old and the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. So that was a, a calling, that was a command. He didn't say just try and be good. He says, walk with integrity. Do what's right. Have a moral principles. And we know he was a man of integrity. He was willing to sacrifice his firstborn son for God. He's willing to give everything for God. It's a personal conviction. Can I tell you guys, talent, there's a saying, talent will get you there, but integrity and character will keep you there. You can get anywhere in life, but not many people can stay in those areas. They can get up there, yeah, I made it, but then they fall because of integrity. And we do not live in an age of integrity, God. We live in a very scary world. I heard that the rugby season got canceled. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Um, he must have heard my prayer. But um, apparently the only sport we're allowed to play is soccer. So uh, the greatest sport in the world, soccer. There's a, there's a soccer player. His name's Ronaldinho. He's like the best, one of the best to ever live, right? Play for Brazil. His net worth is between 160 and $200 million. This guy's got money coming out of his ears. Anyway, he didn't pay his taxes correctly. So he got banned from leaving Brazil. They took his passport off him. Uh, but he wanted to travel overseas. And so what he, he wanted to go to Paraguay. So he got a fake passport. Now remember, this is the most famous soccer player to ever live. And he got a fake passport. I think we've got a picture here. Just, this happened recently. And it says the nationality, from, he's from Paraguay. He's the most famous Brazilian soccer player in the world. And he says, I'm from Paraguay. Like, are you, how stupid do you have to be? It's like the All Blacks saying, yeah, I'm from Japan. What's wrong? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But here is this man. He got caught. He's going to face six months jail at the moment. That's, that's what it's looking like. But you're the most famous soccer player. You've got all the money. You've got everything. But you don't live with integrity. You live with fake passports. And today, people don't live with fake passports. They live with fake lives. They say, this is who I am. But actually, there's someone else. And we joke about this. You can take that down. It's a soccer player. Of course, all soccer players, they're all, you know, whatever. But in a recent poll, we found another one that should alarm us. It says, what are you willing to do for $10 million? Twenty-five percent would abandon their family. Another twenty-five percent would abandon their church. I know people that will abandon their church for a lot less than that. Twenty-three percent will become prostitutes for a week. Sixteen percent would leave their spouse. Ten percent would withhold testimony and let a murderer go free. Seven percent would kill a stranger. Three percent would put their children up for adoption. And that's not soccer players. That's you and I. Ten million dollars. What will you do? Quarter of people will leave their family. Quarter of people will leave the church. Others will let let them, someone that's guilty go free as long as they get some money. You know what? There used to be in time in history when when you shook on something, that was it. You didn't need a con. You said I'd be there at seven, and you were there at quarter to seven because there was no text messages. It was your word and your word meant something. When you say something, you do it because people were men and women of integrity. That's not really today, right? Today we have fake promises. We have, I'll try, I'll see. Depends how I'm feeling. People are very good at talking. 
but not so good at acting. Anyone know who I'm talking about? You know, we, you with me tonight? We're good? Hallelujah. Very quiet all of a sudden. It's okay. Jesus is coming back soon, so you might as well get your heart right now before he comes, man. Mamma mia. So, and that's fine in the world. We expect the world to be fake, right? Because, of course, without God, what you don't have love. So, of course, you have to be fake because that's all you know. So. But I tell you what's bad when the church is fake. That's, that's when we're really starting to get into some, some trouble. Our accountant for our church, I'm not sure if I got the figures exactly right, but it's around this mark. You know how uh, coming out to the end of this month is the financial year? Is it, yeah, March. End of so all of you will get a receipt of how much you gave, right? This church, they wrote out receipts for people in their congregation and it totaled over $100,000. But what they actually received was less than $40,000. So they'll say, oh, this family, uh, how much did you give? You gave this much? We'll double it. It's all right. So you can get some more money back from the government. That's fine. And the pastor signed off on all these things. And people in the church are claiming money that they never gave. It's a church. Some places, when we look at hiring buildings, they won't hire the churches. We don't want a church here. Churches don't pay their rent. Churches don't look after the building. Churches got a bad name. And can I say, with a great conscience, we've never missed the one rent payment ever ever since day one and I'm very proud of that because that's we, we're people of integrity integrity someone said real integrity is doing the right thing knowing that nobody's going to know whether you did it or not oh now we're really getting somewhere now we're really going to start pressing some buttons right no one knows if you did it or not integrity says I'll still do it like washing your hands after you <laughs> we'll find now anyway character D.L. Moody said character is what you are in the dark no one sees not who you are at church and you all look beautiful at church and I hope uh, that's great but what about when no one's watching Romans 6 1, and 1 to 4 says what shall we say then shall we continue to sin that grace may abound certainly not how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it even so, we should also walk in newness of life. That should be Christianity, and that should be integrity. We don't walk like that. We don't live like this. We walk in a newness of life. Can you say amen? So that's integrity, being doing the right thing for the right time, for the right motives. Number two, so how do we get integrity? Say, maybe you're sitting here, Pastor, I don't really have that integrity, but how do I get it? It's okay. Thank. Good question. Well, i answer right now. The way you get integrity is simply this, two simple words, fear God fear God not man because people might not be watching because we can fake it to people right how many of you been fake before now don't raise your hand but we've all been there right we've all been someone we're not and that's okay you can trick your pastor you could trick your friends you could say hallelujah in church and preach it yeah that's great that thank you that's that's awesome but I'm not always watching you but God is there's a quote that says tell a man that you know his secrets and he will run from you forever <laughs> there was an experiment this is a true story in the 1800s of a man who wanted to test and see if his friends had any secrets so he sent them all a letter and said all has been revealed leave town immediately imagine you got that from one of your closest friends all has been revealed leave town immediately send it to 10 of his friends six of them left town people are hiding secrets right we're hiding it in front of people but God already knows you know that secret that you, you pray no one ever finds out about 
God knows already. He knew it before you did it. And he was there while you did it. Just chilling. You thought because it was dark, no one saw. You thought because church people weren't there, no one saw. God's got ultralight beam, man. He can find anything. It's the fear of the Lord. There are no secrets with God. John 4, we know the story, the woman at the well. Jesus asks for some water. He's like, why are you telling me to get water? And Jesus says, go grab your husband. She goes, I don't have a husband. He goes, that's right, you got five. And the Habib you're living with now is not your husband. And she's like, you're a prophet. All of a sudden, like, I'm freaking out, right? God knows. God already knows what's up. God knows. God sees. He's not like, oh, really? You got five. I didn't know. How am I going to help you with this one? God knows everything. Proverbs 15, 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things, desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts examine secret motives I give all people their due rewards according to their actions what they deserve so the key to integrity is fearing God that God you search my heart so I better do the right thing for the right reason because you know do you know that some people go to church for the wrong reason for what's in it for them they worship God so they can get blessed instead of worshiping God because he's God the fear of the Lord is simply remembering that he's always there it's not fear of the Lord is not I'm always scared he's going to kill me one day no fear of the Lord is God you're watching me and I'm going to live righteously even though everything in me wants me to go in this direction you're, you are right there with me Proverbs 9.10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom when you live a wise life remember that God is always watching and that's what's needed in the last days men and women with integrity especially in the church especially in the church that's why we have standards because we expect are you going to be a man of integrity? Are you going to be a woman of integrity? You should just let people go run free. That's the problem. People go and run free. And then all sorts of things happen. So that's what integrity is. That's how you get it. Where should I have integrity? In what areas? Thank you for asking. Let me give you three real quickly. Number one, have integrity with your eyes. We live in a visual world. People don't have time to read their Bible or pray, but they've got time to watch videos, play games, go on social media. Amen. Hallelujah. I felt the Holy Ghost feeling it you feeling it because i'm feeling it do you feel what i feel feeling something i don't know what it is but it's good we struggle to sit through 30 minutes at 30 minutes of a sermon i need to check my instagram account i need to go check this i need to do that i just can't how do i sit still and focus for 30 minutes same way you focus for two hours at the movies right you're telling me you don't play video games for longer than two hours hallelujah praise the lord (laughs) I've got a lot in here I'm just trying to think about what to say and what not to say you with me tonight alright we keep going alright Jeremiah 8.12 were they ashamed when they committed an abomination nah they were not ashamed nor did they know how to blush now you should underline that in your bible tell you what's scary people don't know how to blush today people aren't embarrassed instead of hiding sin people are posting sin this is me sinning because I'm the man. <laughs> Imagine God's watching, right? Whether your Instagram is on private or not, God's watching. God sees. 
You be careful about what you look at, guys. Cable TV, you choose the movies, you choose the TV shows, the music videos. Do you blush still? Phones, you can get pornography in two seconds on your phone. What you look at on YouTube, no one's blushing anymore. You know what, guys? People don't come to me with the joy of one-night stands or drink-ups and all that. They don't come to me with that joy. Do you know what? They come to, they come to me with broken hearts, scarred lives, broken marriages, unwanted pregnancies, and pain. But the world shows you, oh, it's fun, but you don't see the other side. You need to have a covenant with your eyes. Let me give you some statistics. 35% of all internet downloads are related to pornography. 35%. A third of everything on the internet that's downloaded has got to do with pornography. Say, Pastor, can you talk about that in church? I am right now. See, because that is one of the major problems in the last days. You're telling me when you scroll through your Instagram pages and that you haven't seen anything that you shouldn't have seen? Look me in the eyes with integrity and tell me that, no, nah, everything you've seen is pure. That's right. Then you have to, oh, actually. 25% of all search engine queries are related to pornography. That's about 68 million searches a day. 2.5 billion emails are sent or received every day concerning pornography. And every second, every second, $3,075 is spent on pornography on the internet. It's an issue. It's an issue. And it's, and it's killing men and women. It's killing marriages. It's killing people's destiny. And they can't focus in church because all they got through their mind is these images. Then they get married and then you don't look like those images, so I'll find someone else. And so they can't have relationships. They don't know how to make wise choices. Job 31 one says, I've made a covenant with my eyes. How then should I look upon a young woman? But I am not going to look at that. I'm going to be a man of integrity. Our eyes need integrity. We say amen. You can't just be looking at whatever you feel like looking at. Things are not going to affect you. Jesus warned us about this. Matthew 5, 27, 29. You've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman with lust who has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it far from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. Jesus said, it's better that you just pluck out your eye. He's saying, Pastor, should we actually pluck out our eyes if it stops you from going to hell? Like, But what does Jesus mean? He means pluck out your eye. And you can maybe take some precautionary measures like get rid of your social media. There wasn't many amens on that one. I was like, you tell me, go for a week and you tell me that you never see anything bad with your eyes and come speak to me and see how good it is. So number one, eyes. I could go all day, but let's keep going. The second area we need integrity is our feet. Not your toes, but your feet. All right, so as Christians... There are some places that we as Christians, we don't go. Amen? Some places that we don't allow ourselves to be. Carl Lentz, the leader of Hillsong New York, uh, a couple of years ago here in New Zealand, they had a Hillsong conference. And him and Justin Bieber went out drinking here in New Zealand. Got a photo here. Taking shots at the bar. The pastor of Hillsong. Why can't we be more like Hillsong? That's why. Is that the type of pastor you want? Yes. No, I'm joking. It's like, right? <laughs> Christians don't go to drink-ups. 
Christians don't go to drink ups. Christians don't go clubbing. Christians don't go to the bars. We get our butt in church on Sunday. Hallelujah. We go to concerts on Saturday night. We stick our, get our legs. I'm trying to keep it very clean right now. Very, I'm hard. It's hard. The battle is for your feet. Where you go. Half the battle is if you can just get your feet in the right area, you won't have to face that battle. So I say, I'm not going to drink tonight, but I'm just going to stay at the bar. What? As soon as there's drinking, get out of there. Why? Why be part of it? Well, I just want to be there for them. Be there for them in church. Be there for them. Being a man of God, a woman of God in church. Not out of the clubs. I'm just, I'm just there for you. Yeah, well done. That'll be you. Then I'll get pictures. Pastor, look at the, anyway. Proverbs 7, 6-9. For the window of my house, I looked through my lattice, looked through the window, and I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths, a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner this is the prostitute's corner and he took her path to her house in the twilight in the evening in the black and dark night he goes these young people are going out to places they shouldn't go street near her corner I went down near K Road I went down to that corner where all the backsliders live in the dark of night you didn't go Sunday morning it's called a nightclub not a day club because if they turn the lights on, everyone will freak out. Everyone looks ugly and it's horrible. So as, as Christians, there's, pe- there's places we don't go. We don't do these sort of things. And there's people, as Christians, there's people we don't hang out with. You know, everyone's in lockdown with the coronavirus, right? Because it can be transmitted. I wonder how, imagine the revival we'd have if we stayed in lockdown from standing around people that draw us closer to hell. Imagine if you, this week, instead of getting the coronavirus, you, got, you caught the spirit of the main people you hung around this week, what spirit would you have? Hope so. What spirit would you have? If you hung, all the people you hung around this week, the most, you had their spirit. If you caught their spirit, you caught their disease, what would you have? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That, that's the plan. That's because you're choosing not to be in certain places and we're choosing to be in the house of God. We're choosing to be at outreach. I'm telling that's why I love the Potter's house because we got things that we can go to instead of going out with everybody else. That's why I'm going to go to another church. All right, so what are you going to do Saturday nights? What are you going to do? I'm going to have a prayer meeting. No, you're not, you liar. Don't do that. You shouldn't hang out with those people. And while we're at it, as, as Christians, we have integrity that we don't hang out alone with the opposite sex. Hallelujah. Amen. Felt that one. Where are my future leaders at? They know where I'm going with this. Don't be alone. Oh, but I'm just there for them. Be there for them at home. Be there for them by staying away, you creep. Leave them alone. What are you doing hanging around young girls for? One young girl. Stay away. What are you doing? Joseph in Potiphar's house, he got busted being with Potiphar's wife alone. And she accused him of rape, even though he didn't. Then he went to jail. So he stuffed up because he was alone with this girl. Why are you doing alone with a girl for? Oh, we're just going to the gym together. To what? What are you doing at the gym? You're going to spot her at the gym? What are you doing at the gym? Disgusting. We're just going for a ride together in the car. I'm sure you are. I'm sure. We're doing a 2 a.m. Bible study. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what you're doing. We're doing a Bible. We're talking about the Word of God. Yeah, sure. You're talking about Song of Solomon or whatever you're talking about. Anyway, we don't do that. Done. That will help you. Integrity. The third way, I had heaps, but I had to downgrade to three. We're going to run out of time. Third area that we have integrity is our words. 
More than ever before, people want to give their opinion when no one asks for it. No one asks for their opinion, but they need to give their opinion. They've got the biggest keyboard warriors in the world. They could solve the coronavirus. They can solve everything. They know how the church works, but they don't go to church because they, 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 you know, they've got all these thumb thugs walking around. They act tough behind a screen. You talk to them face to face. I didn't really mean it like that. I, um, you're, you're tough behind a screen, but you can't talk face to face. That's the problem we're living in. Proverbs 19.1 Better is the poor who walks in his, his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. So next time you feel like talking smack, let me help you out. Just quote this scripture. Matthew 12.36 For I say to you that, that on that day, every idle word uh, men may speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. Every word you've ever said, you're going to give an account of before God. Which calls all of us to just pause a little bit, right? So next time you feel like slandering someone, next time you feel like gossiping about that person, can I can I talk about gossip for a little bit? A little bit here, is that all right? I haven't really. It's you guys know it's an island culture thing, right? It's a it's all in the island culture. At church, oh hallelujah, pastor, we love you. So oh, it's so amazing. Oh wow, I love pastor. Wow, I love this church. It's so amazing. Then at church, we're eating roast pasta for dinner, and it's it's slander man gossip guys talk to the girls here how do I say this you know what I'm going to say be quiet stop it do you know how church splits are caused it's by gossip through the church did you hear what this person did or did you hear what this person did did you hear what this person did no but I know what you're doing so shut up and if you're really concerned about that person, go speak to them. Go help them. Go be a blessing. And don't do the whole, we're just being spirit. We're just going to pray for them because they're really struggling because they were doing this. And they, did you hear they were doing this? And they, oh, did you see the dress she was wearing? And she, I was like, seriously? Really? Is that the level we're getting to? Did you see how she was talking to that guy? Oh, I can't believe she was like that. And then, then people feel awkward at church and the church turns into cliques. I haven't addressed this for a while, but I need to address it. You need to be careful what you say, especially young women. Hallelujah. Proverbs 26, 20. For, the, for lack of wood, the fire goes out. When there is no whisperer who gossips, contention quiets down. You want less drama? Cut the wood out of the fire. Stop talking. Be quiet. Other way we need, need um, uh, integrity with our, with our words is lying. Christians don't lie, right? Hallelujah. Wasn't many ends of that one too. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. The six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. God hates this. Hands that shed innocent blood. Hearts that, uh, that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift to running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. Let me help you out. If you don't lie, you don't have to remember what you said. You don't have to remember the truth. What did I say in that situation? Because if you told the truth, it's, it's normal. When you're lying, you're like, what did I say last time? Did I, what, what do I, I need to cover? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Then you need to lie to cover that. And then you're, you're in this web of lies that are going around and around and around. You realize, man, it's horrible, right? Lies. While we're at it, Christians don't swear, right? Do Christians swear? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends who's winning in, the sport, in sports, right? It's like... 
we don't swear be quiet we don't push ourselves to the limit and don't say the swear word just minus one letter well I technically didn't swear but I said the closest thing possible I said every letter all the four words except one we're good hallelujah and texting what are you saying on your text messages who are you texting oh, we, don't, we don't catch up by ourselves but you're texting to that girl late at night texting that guy late at night what are you doing why have integrity with your words so let's close what are the benefits of integrity there are very special benefits reserved for those who live with integrity Jesus says in Matthew 5 he said blessed are the pure for they shall see God what it means when you see God that means you experience God you experience God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace you know when you live in integrity you can go to sleep at night knowing I'm good instead of worrying when you go to sleep if I Am I going to get caught tonight? Are people going to find out tonight? But those who see God, that God moves in their situations, God, that God, they experience the miracle power of God. And when you live life with a clear conscience, oh, life is so much better, so much better. First Peter three sixteen. Keep your conscience clear. Then those who treat the good Christian life you live with contempt will feel ashamed when they have ridiculed you. Which means when when people talk smack about you and it's always going to happen, when you know that you've done the right thing, when they start talking smack about you, they look ashamed. They they feel ashamed. So we shouldn't shouldn't be speaking bad against them. They're doing the right thing. They're doing the right thing. Matthew 6, 4. That your charitable deed may be done in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Let me give you that confidence, church. Every time that you've done something in secret, which is good, every good decision you've made, every time you said, I'm not going to do that, even though no one's watching, I'm going to be good, I'm going to stop, I'm going to do the right thing. God says, when you do it in secret, I saw you in secret, and I will reward you openly. Isn't that good news? That you know that God is always watching you, and every time that you fought that urge to go down that track, or with your feet, or with your words, or with your eyes, you stopped. God says, I remember that, and I'll reward you openly. We serve a great God. Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how precious, oh, sorry, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. Those who fear God experience His goodness. Proverbs 10, 9. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. You can walk with security knowing that you're doing the right thing. Proverbs 20, verse 7. The righteous man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. This is why I'm calling out to heroes. Because our generation needs people to look up to. They're crying out, who can we look up to? And if they can't look up to the church, who are they going to look up to? They'll look up to the people on the streets. They're going to look up to people in gangs. They're going to look up to backsliders. They're going to look up to family tradition. But they should be looking up to the men and women in the church. So that's the person that I look up to. And it says here, the children are blessed. Not just your children, but the children of God are blessed when there's heroes. And I'm calling you to be a hero. I'm calling you to be a man or woman of integrity. No matter what you've done in the past, but from this moment forward, the Jews say, you know what? I'm going to do this. Because I pledged, after I experienced that pain in my past for 16 years, he was the man, he wasn't the man I, I thought I was going to be, I thought he was supposed to be. I said, I'm not going to be that man. I refuse to be that man. I'm not going to treat people one way and be someone else. I challenge you to be the, the type of person that can, that can stand strong. I'm not saying you're, going to make mis- you're never going to make mistakes, but I challenge you to be a man worth following, a woman worth looking up to.
no matter your age, I've looked up to people that are younger than me. But I call you to be a hero. You call to be someone that sticks by the stuff. That isn't living a double life. We've got enough of that, don't we? We need it in the church. Be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, I will not bow. You could the gates of hell, you can turn it up seven times hotter. I will not bow. But I'll be a man of integrity. And when he did that, not only did he get saved from the fire, he saw Jesus face to face and the king got saved. Because if we can be people of integrity, oh, you get close to Jesus, your life is redeemed and those around you get saved. I call you to be a hero. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Glory to God.